This is the Nebraska Radio Football Show with linebackers coach Barrett Rude. Proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsmen place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. And your Midwest Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com. Three to the near side, two to the far side. Quick screen pass out to Malik to Washington. He's drilled right away. What a great play made on the edge by Chris Kalarvik. Firing through, that'll lose two yards. Shivers the back. They snap it back. Backpedaling, throwing over the middle pass. Caught and short of the first down. A flag comes out as well. A couple flags come out. And Nebraska says they have the football, but they jarred it loose at the end. Wow, what a hit. They absolutely blew up the wide receiver on the catch. Reimer just depleted him, Greg. Here's your host, Greg Sharp, on the Huskers Radio Network. And welcome to our Nebraska football show after a bye week. We're back this week. Huskers getting ready to take on the Fighting Illini, the 17th-ranked Fighting Illini, on Saturday afternoon at 2.30 at Memorial Stadium. Our pregame coverage will begin at 10.30. Barrett Rude with us for the entire hour. If you want to be a part of the program with a call or a text, 402-413-2400. Two bye weeks, kind of rare. We've had it the last couple of years. Was this one maybe more, more of a normal bye week? Because there was so many things swimming around the first bye week. This one... Probably felt more like a traditional bye week. Yeah, probably more traditional and probably more needed, in all yeah. honesty. Uh, we were a little bit beat up, um, so it was really good to get some guys a chance to really heal. Um, you know, Mickey did a good job um, kind of managing that last week where guys still they ran around and got some work in, but, um, you know, it was not a physical week last week. Guys needed to recover, and, um, you know, the stretch we got coming up in the Big Ten starting this week, I mean, it's a physical stretch of football. It's, it's true Big Ten football, so, um, you know, I think the bye came at a good time for us. What let's let's get the bad news out of the way and and uh Bill Bush mentioned it yesterday. Mickey mentioned it on his press gathering on Tuesday that Nick Nick's season is over. It's got to be heartbreaking because he got himself back after the early injury in the season and now have this happen. Yeah, it was a brutal loss. I mean, it's um, you know it's it's weird to say, but it's almost like we we usually you feel way sorry more sorry for the player. Uh, you almost feel more sorry for the other players and the coaches because he's he's literally probably the best teammate I've ever been around. I mean, he's so positive, such a good leader, um, works so hard at it, holds guys accountable. I mean, he just makes everybody around him better. He's kind of like one of those really good point guards in basketball. They make the whole team better, and he was he was kind of our guy in defense that ran the show and, and kept guys going. So, really a tough loss, but um, you know, at the same time, he'll be around. Um, he'll recover from it because he is so positive and works so hard. And, um, you know, it's uh, on the rest of the guys to step up now. Can he still be helpful in an encouragement role in your meeting rooms and on the sideline during games? Can he still be a help? Oh, yeah, and I'm going to use him, too. I already told him that. I'm going to use him. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a coach for us uh, for the rest of the year, and we're going to find roles for him. Um, and that's that's what he wants, too. I mean, he's a football guy. Um, it's not like when he's bored, he's home doing something else. He, he, he likes football. He likes being around football. So um, we're going to use him, and, uh, you know, I'm going to find I'm gonna find jobs for him to do. Our chat with the coach is proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman Place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel. 
channel.com. I'm hoping you have some good news on another one of your guys, and that's Luke Reimer. What's the latest on Luke? Yeah, he should be good to go. I uh, I know he uh, you know he was frustrated that he had to miss um, uh, the previous game, but it was uh, it was the right decision. Um, but I think going forward, he should be uh, he should be good to go. He's another one of those guys that the bye week was really good for him to get fully healed up, and um, you know hopefully he's uh, you know full tilt this whole stretch run. So how do you divvy up Nick's snaps? Yeah, it's going to be by committee, I think. You know, I think, you know, you don't just replace uh, him with one guy. Uh, I think I, I kind of told the whole room, we all got to be ready to step up. You know, guys that maybe before weren't getting any reps, you, know, you got to start getting some reps in practice. And, um, you know, we got to utilize guys and put them in positions to, uh, you know, use their, use their abilities. You know, you don't want to put guys in some uh, spots that they uh, can't succeed at. So you want to uh, be really diligent in how you're preparing and, and give guys specific roles. And um, like I said, it's going to take a group to, uh, to replace him. Chris Kalarvik was a guy that I think in the spring you guys kind of thought, well, maybe he could be a nickel. Then the, I don't know how much time he even spent in your room, but he's kind of now back with you full time, isn't he? Yeah, he's done a good job with that too. And I think some of his nickel uh, experience is helping him as a linebacker too. Um, you know, he's got a good feel in coverage. Um, I think when you change a position, you got a little bit of a bigger grasp on all aspects of the defense too, because he was in, you know, the nickels probably tilted a little bit more towards the DB room in all honesty. So, so, um, no, he's done a really good job coming back and, and playing a little bit more linebacker. Well, he's been valuable blocking a punt. He's done great stuff on special teams. He's done a lot of things on this team this year for you. Yeah, and that's going to be a big emphasis not only for Chris, you know, throughout the rest of this year, but for the rest of our group and really the whole team. We've made special teams a priority and, and Bill and then now Joey, they've done a really good job with that group. And I think, you know, I think it's a mentality thing overall. I mean, guys take a lot of pride in it. You know, Chris is a good example where he's playing a lot of snaps on defense, but he doesn't miss any on special teams. And, uh, and he's made a couple game-changing plays on that. Vaughn Clements has seen a little bit more playing time this year. Where do you see him at right now? What can he help? Yeah, same deal. Vaughn's had a great year in all reality. He had a really good spring, and he continued that into fall camp. And, and when he's gotten you know snaps on the field, he's been really productive. Uh, special teams, he's been very, very solid. And, and same deal with Chris. Those guys are going to continue to have a role on special teams, a big role, because uh, they provide a lot of value there, and it, it makes a difference, especially you know in this uh, stretch run of games. Um, um, field position, um, possessions, those matter. You know, it's not its not a lot of 50 to 40 games. It's, uh, it's crunch time games, so uh, f- uh, special teams at a premium. How good an athlete is Va? He's a really good athlete. No, he's a good athlete. He, um, you know, he's a guy that, it's funny, it was, one day I'll let him tell his entire story, but it's a cool story, a cool upbringing, and, um, you know, he's made a huge growth spurt from when he was in high school to now, um, but he is, you know, he can run, he can hit, uh, can't catch, I'll tell that on there, but he can't catch anything, He's he's got hands like a deer, so, um, yeah, besides that, he's, he, he does a nice job. Because he looks like he can really move. Yeah, His no. foot speed's pretty good. Yeah, he runs well. You know, it's good straight line speed. He closes. He accelerates through the ball. He's an explosive tackler. And like I said, as long as you don't have to catch anything, uh, he does pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give him trouble <laughs> next time I see him on that. Ernest Hausman is a guy that I know you're so excited about. The young man from Columbus, 
played a little bit early in the season, and then I think maybe you kind of pulled back on him a little bit when Nick got back healthy too, uh, which sometimes you can learn a lot just sitting there watching the game from the sidelines. Yeah, he, uh, you know, coming in um, mid-year was extremely valuable for Ernest because, you know, when you get those spring ball reps, you get to, I think I've said before, you kind of learn through the burn. You get Mm -hmm. to make mistakes, but use those mistakes. If you're diligent, um, that leads to to more growth. You know, you, you learn your problems, you learn the issues of the defense, and you learn how to, you know, kind of cheat the system a little bit. So um, that was really beneficial for Ernest, and he's a sharp kid, man. He works really hard at it. Um, he's got great guys to, to learn from with, you know, Nick and Luke and Snodgrass and those type of guys. So he's got great habits, um, you know, and, and, and like you said, he, he got called into action at Purdue, and he, and he didn't miss a beat. He was prepared. And, uh, you know, when you're prepared, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not a big job. It's just the next job. Garrett Snodgrass is a name that I've not heard mentioned. In yeah, a while. is he getting back healthy? Where yeah, is he? that was his deal too. You know, he, he hurt his foot um, in uh, the end of training camp, and you know, basically was uh, not really available for the first month and a half of the season. Now he's he's pretty much full go now, so he's starting to get a few more reps as well. And he's another guy who's very valuable because of his intelligence. Um, you know how hard he works, and he's a uh, he's a he's a big benefit for our room, and you know for those younger guys like Ernest. Very good. 402-413-2400. The number to dial us up with a comment or question. Let's go to Beatrice. Spencer, you're going to lead us off tonight with Coach Rude. Good evening. Yeah, hey, thanks, guys. I was just curious. Uh, I saw that the younger Riola brother got offered this week, and I know that's more of an offensive question, but uh was curious if there would be any uh, um, follow-over from the older Riola brother. Well, we, Spencer, one gets- Spencer, Coach cannot talk recruiting, so... Anything else no. you want us to address? No, that was all I was curious all right. about. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I can't put you on the spot. No, I, you can't yeah. talk about actively I, recruiting I guys, so <laughs> uh, you can't can't do that. Uh, you know, it was this bye week did give all you guys a chance to go do a little bit of recruiting last week, right? That is true. Yeah, and I uh, I was local this week, so I was up in Omaha. I watched uh, the Omaha Central game, which was uh, you know it's fun for me. It's, it's funny. I, I uh, never got to play at Omaha Central Stadium when I was in high school, um, so it was cool to go out there and and be able to see them play. I got to watch them versus uh, Omaha Burke. So um, high school football, it's, it's going to be a good stress run this playoffs here. I'm excited to see what happens. It's, uh, you know, I think there's a, a handful, five to six teams that, you know, I think on any given day can can win uh, against each other. So it's going to be a cool stretch run here in the playoffs. They start this week. Yeah. It gets cranked up and, and gets going as well. All right, let's, let's go back to the Purdue game. That was a challenging night to play them. And the way the Huskers were scoring so quick, it kept throwing your guys out there an awful lot. You love the fact that the offense was putting points on the board, but it made all of your defenders have to play a lot of snaps. Yeah, we played a lot of snaps, but you know, like you said, we were getting a lot of points from our offense too. We we really felt as a defense that one was probably on us. Um, you know, we there were some critical uh, times in the game where we just had to get a stop and didn't get it done. We had a third and twelve situation. We had them backed up where they were able to convert it. He kind of bought some time and threw a dig behind us. Um, we had a couple. We had a third and twelve that late in the game. They converted again. Um, that we uh, were a little bit late on a pressure getting through there, um, which you know, like I said, the way our offense was playing, if we get the ball back in those situations, I think it's a different game. But you know, at the same time, you got to give a lot of credit. Uh, Purdue, 
uh, combination, their, their their play caller, Coach Brom, and uh, their quarterback, they were really in sync that night. And you know, they have a six-year quarterback that really uh, understands that system. We've played him a few years in a row now, and he's made big jumps every year. So they did a nice job. And uh, you know, like I said, those frustrating as a defense that when we had a couple of opportunities to get some stops, we can get it done. Winter is coming, and for a limited time, Cattlemen can lock in quantity and price discount when you register to win 10 bags of CVA Advantage Range Cubes of 23% protein when you go online to cvacoop.com. Text question for you. Coach, how often do you work on tackling drills during a typical week of game prep? Um, I work on them every day. Um, the exception being uh, Friday with with Coach Mickey now is basically like a straight walkthrough day. Um, but even in walkthroughs, we have proper leverage. We get our near foot up. We're tagging off a hip. So while we're walking through, we're still thinking about it. But as far as individual drills, um, that's an everyday thing for me. I think, um, especially as a linebacker, but defensive player in general, um, tackling's a uh, it's a non-negotiable and it's something that has to. Be it's like, you know, you're playing basketball. You're going to work on dribbling. You're going to work on shooting jump shots. You're going to work on defense. Same deal, tackling. You know, as a linebacker, that has to be worked on every single day. What have things changed much with practice with with Bill Bush now, the coordinator? What are there a couple different tweaks that he's made? Uh, yeah, there's been a few different tweaks. I mean, I think um, uh, some slight tweaks in just schedule in general since Mickey took over, and in, in addition to Bill. Um, you know, football is football, and practices are never that different. It's all just a little bit about the order in which you go about your business, the structure, um, how you want to do things. I would say that the way uh, Mickey runs, it's a little bit more, I would say, NFL-oriented um, in my mind because, you know, shoot, that's it's very similar to the practices that I had um, throughout my, my playing career. A lot of similarities to what Pete Carroll did mm-hmm. up in um, – up in Seattle, which you know, Pete Carroll was a big influence on Ed Ogeron, and 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 Coach Ogeron and Mickey worked together for a long time at, at LSU. So I think there's a lot of pro style elements to the way we practice. Um, but uh, the biggest thing is, you know, the competition's been really good, and, and guys have had a lot of energy every day. Question in the, our YouTube chat room from Crypto King wants to know your thoughts about not handing out the black shirts right now. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a head coach decision, and I think uh, the biggest thing, you know, those those black shirts, they mean a lot. They mean a lot to former players. They mean a lot to current players. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing is our guys um, have approached it the right way. You know, I don't I don't sit there and think about it too much, in all honesty, during the season because uh, we got too much going on. You know, we got games to win, and, uh, you know, I do know our guys take a lot of pride in it, and, um, you know, they're, they're working hard every single day. Very good. I'll keep those calls and texts coming, folks, 402 402- 413-2400. If the Huskers return the first or second half opening kick for a touchdown, you could win a $54,000 credit on a new vehicle from any Woodhouse Auto Family dealership this season. A contestant gets picked each week. If you want to get yourself registered, go to huskers.com slash Woodhouse for official rules and how to get entered. Back with more with Coach coming up. We are back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Greg Schrock back with you. It's our football show for the week. Linebackers coach Barrett Rude with us tonight. If you want to be a part of the program with a call or a text, 402-413-2400. John in Omaha says, can you talk a little bit about how hard it is to defend Illinois' counter run game from the linebacker position? 
Um, a good question. You know, it, it's they're actually much more of a zone-based um, run game. What I mean by that is they don't. If you look at their breakdowns, they don't do a lot of pulling. It's uh, inside zone. It's wide zone. Um, but when they do pull, they're really efficient with it, and they've been really effective with it. And I think that's usually most of those good zone teams. That's usually been their go-to play as a counteraction off of it. Um, and they have a variety of counters. They have counter OY. They have counter OT. Um, um, and they do uh, a lot of, uh, that's kind of their game plan specific um, play on, on, in the run game where they're going to look for different ways um, to align formationally um, or align uh, structurally in the backfield to try to attack you with that play. And they do a good job both out of uh, their nickel, or I should say our nickel personnel, their 11 personnel, and uh, against our base personnel, their 12. Bielma had great success at Wisconsin. Are, do you see a lot of that? With what he's taken to Champagne, I do. It's all—it's almost. Um, you might want to call it like a modernized version of, of that old school Wisconsin style, where it's still ball control. It's still uh, about running the ball and being really efficient on offense. I, I think the system's probably just a little bit more. Uh, modernized as far as it's out of shotgun most of the time. It's a lot of 11 personnel, um, but it's, it's very similar to the Wisconsin style where they want to win on the ground. They want to control the tempo of the game. They want to dictate the tempo of the game, and their passing game is set up for set up, uh, set up uh, off of what they do in the run game. Against Minnesota, I went back and looked. They had drives of 12 plays, 12 plays, 15 plays. And yeah. we kind of saw it last year when we went to Champaign. They had a long drive to start the second yeah. half. Yeah, they uh, you know, they hit us on a couple big plays. Um, that game still bothers me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But a couple big plays. But no, they, they they had a good job with the methodical drives. And uh, like you said, I think they're just very efficient on offense. They don't have a lot of three and out drives. Um, they don't get themselves in bad positions. What I mean by that is there's not a lot of third and longs. They're always in third and three. Um, they're not in a lot of second and 15s either. Um, so they keep the change and uh, moving. Um, they're always in, you know, plus situations where they got the whole playbook open. You know, when offensive coordinator is at second and 15, there's not a lot of calls on the call sheet. You know, same deal when it's third and 12. There's only so many calls on the call sheet. So they, they put themselves in good situations. They're always ahead of the chains. Nebraska 811 says go dig red before you dig. Always call or click 811 to have your utility lines marked. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. Another text question, Steve, in Woodcliffe Lake. Coach, how do we get more pressure on the quarterback? You know, I think that's that's uh, a little bit of everything. You know, pressure, uh, number one, it starts with uh, everybody doing their job. You know, the pressure, the front and the coverage is always tied in. The better your coverage is, the more time the rush has to get there, and then vice versa. When you are in a zone, um, you can trigger on the quarterback's intentions. You can break on balls when you know the rush is getting, and then we got to be timely um, from our end of it, having good, uh, you know, pressure calls and good schemes uh, to dial those up. So it's a little bit of everything, I think, uh, and sometimes. Um, Sacks are not the greatest measure of pressure, too. It's um, affecting the quarterback, getting him off his spot, um, making him uncomfortable, not letting him throw uh, to his first read. Uh, so there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, and uh, the good thing is we got we got the guys to get it done. So just a matter of now, uh, hopefully, making some of those pressures turn them into uh, 
you know, negative plays for us, whether it's a sack, whether it's getting a tip ball, whether it's getting a pick off those inter- uh, off those pressures. I think that's the biggest thing is make sure those pressures truly show up uh, on the stat sheet. To those of us who are laymen, how, how big of a change is it to defend a Purdue and now in Illinois? I mean, it looks to us like it's drastically different. Yeah. yeah um, it is different. I, I, I would say, I mean, Purdue, I mean, it, it's the exact opposite mentality where I think Purdue, if they had a choice, they'd throw it every snap. They really would. Um, and Illinois is the exact opposite. They want to run it every snap. And when they do throw it, it's all a compliment to their run game. Uh, that, that's just how it's structured. That's how it's set up. Um, now, you know, Purdue's run plays, you know, fit-wise are very similar to Illinois' run plays. It's just the mentality is a lot different where, you know, like I said, Illinois, they, they want to come out. That's what they're going to establish. Whereas Purdue, they're going to complement their pass game with their runs. Illinois, it's the exact opposite. So the mentality is the biggest thing I think that changes. The back leads the country in rushing. What's he do well? You know, I, those two twins over at Illinois are, are two of my favorite players in the conference. The safety I mean, and then, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. safety and the, and the running back. I mean, they're, they're studs. Uh, you know, the, the running back, uh, number one, he's extremely durable. Um, I think he had 40 one or 42 carries before the bye week. I want to say that was against uh, Minnesota. Um, and, you know, when you're carrying the ball 40-plus times, um, you know, you're a durable back. He has a great job. Uh, number one, I think his vision's outstanding. He always finds the crease. Um, and he's one of those backs that always manages to fall forward. He's always going to finish runs positively. So, um, you know, if he's got a two-yard gain, he turns them into four-yard gains. And over time, that wears, wears on a defense a little bit because, like I I said it keeps Illinois in the positive territory, in the positive, uh, you know, on the plus side of the sticks. Um, I think, uh, you know, he's not necessarily a complete home run hitter, but what he does is, uh, like I said, he's always falling forward, and when there is a crease, he can exploit you and he can go the distance. Did you play with any twins here? Were the Bullocks well, here? Uh, the or? Bullocks were here um, with me. I'm trying to think. I'm not thinking there was somebody else, but I can't, I'm drawing a blank. I, you know, Rondé Barber was one of my closest friends in the NFL. In I, didn't, I didn't play with Tiki, but I played right. with Rondé, and those—that's kind of oh. what I first thought of with those uh, those twins from Illinois, because you know Rondé was the de- the defensive yeah. back, and Tiki was the was the running back, and. Uh, you know, not to say these guys got a little ways to go before they're the barbers, but well, yeah. but they're they're really good players, so they're fun to watch. Yeah, they are very good players. All right, you ready for a real technical question here? Jeremy in Texas says, Coach, this is a technical question. He says, when we're facing a trip set, which is three wide receivers to one side, and they're hitting that quick slant to the single side, are we stressing the DN to that side to either drop into the slant window triangle to help the corner and weak side backer or rush the quarterback while trying to stay tall hands up in that window? It's a good question. Um, there's a lot of ways to play that slant, but at the same time, um, you know, you got to know when that slant's coming too. Yeah. So um, when you're rushing four, uh, yeah, you're always aware of the quick game throws, getting hands up and quarterback uh, in the quarterback's windows. Um, you know, sometimes you can. Uh, you know, play a roll down coverage where you can cheat a flat player into slant windows. Um, you know, you can uh, play some man coverages where you rob a whole player to that way, that, that side as well. Um, you know, you can cheat leverages, play inside leverage. You can choke guys out and bracket guys on certain sides. Um, there's a lot of ways to take care of it. You know, I know there was probably too many slants caught on us the last week versus Purdue, but at the same time, you know, um, when you take away one thing, it opens up uh, another thing as well. So, um, 
yeah, I, I don't know if that's <laughs> the best way to answer that one. But, yeah, there's a variety of ways to do it. You can max drop stuff. You can bracket guys. Um, you can fire zone and, and, and skip somebody into that window. Um, but, you know, like I said, if you take that away, there's something else open. I, you know, I'm pretty to hit a couple of those. I, I think it was more of an issue, really, for our defense the first couple of weeks of the season. It just seemed like that slant was really picking us apart. I feel like you guys have tightened that up in the last month. Yeah, I think the slants earlier in the season were typically um, caught by the number two or number three receiver, which, like I said, that's a little bit different coverage we were in. Um, Purdue, they hit a variety of, uh, you know, not a variety, but uh, multiple times they hit the backside slant on the X receiver, which, you know, a lot of times that's your one-on-one coverage on the backside. So, um, you know, you credit uh, Purdue's guy for winning inside. Sometimes you you credit good throws um, by the quarterback. Uh, And sometimes, you know, you change up the call and you, you, you put somebody in those windows and you take it away. All right, time now for this week's College Vault Play of the Week. We're going to go back to a time when Barrett was on the on the team, 2001. The Huskers were matched up with the Oklahoma Sooners. It's a play that will live on in Husker history. Let's take a listen. So now here are the Huskers at the 36-yard line. First down and 10 to go. Here's a handoff to Thunder who gives it back to Mike Stunts. He's going to throw it. He's got a man out there. Yeah. Oh, you're smiling. That's a good memory to think back, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that, that was what the craziest part of that is I think that was that 20 years ago or 22 years 21 ago? 21 years ago, 2001. Yeah. So, number one, I feel old. <laughs> That's number one thing. I was a, that was my freshman, freshman year. That was my freshman year. And uh, Did yeah. you know that play was coming? Did the sideline know? We did know it was coming. And I was on defense even, too. And we, Not that I really knew, but somebody was, the buzz was kind of going. Hey, yeah. Something's, we knew, something's about to well, happen. Well, the biggest here. one is we just knew stunts was going in the game. Game. And Stunts was in our class. Yeah, you know, so he was a true freshman like us. And it was me, Phil Bland, and Mike Stunts were the only three that played that year as true freshmen. So we knew Stunts was going in the game, and they threw him in there like two plays before that, and just just so they saw him in the game. Right. And then they put him back in, and that's where they called the pass. And uh, yeah, it was a cool moment, and uh, that that kind of put the game on ice. And uh, it was a fun, it was a fun, fun week in Lincoln that week. Yep, sure was. That was a great memory. Again, that. Is our College Vault Play of the Week brought to you by Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop their two Lincoln locations or go online at alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. 402 413 2400 more with Coach coming up. We're back inside the Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest's premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It's our Nebraska football show. We're here until the top of the hour. Bear Rude with us tonight, 402-413-2400, the number to dot us up with a comment or question. Huskers getting set to take on the national-ranked Illini Saturday at 2.30. You and I were talking one of the breaks. Those afternoon kicks are kind of the perfect time for college football. One o'clock might be the best. We're never going to get those again, but two, I'll take two thirty. Two thirty sounds great right now. You know, and, and it's, 
you know, as a coach, um, you, you kind of get spoiled because you don't, you know, the night games are great once you're there. You know, once you're actually, the, once it kicks off, uh, the atmosphere, you know, the light show, um, that that's a fun time to play. But at the same time, you, you hate sitting around all day waiting for it. It just seems like it takes forever. Um, I've always been a fan of just kind of rolling out of bed and let's go play. Um, but 2.30 is pretty dang good. Like you said, 1 o'clock, uh, that's ideal world. But I don't, I don't think those days are coming back. So uh, 2.30 is a pretty good kickoff time. What do you do with teams, particularly when you're on the road? It doesn't matter because you stay in hotels when you're in Lincoln. What do you do all day with those guys if you play at night? Yeah, you know, honestly, you, you kind of just make, uh, you know, kind of some bonus time. One, one thing I think we've always done a good job of here um, since I've been back is we do a thing called flow, which is – um, it's not it's not a strenuous workout, but it just gets guys up. You do some some light stretching, kind of some you know light running uh, early on, just to kind of get you up and moving around a little bit, so you're not just laying on your bed all day, laying in your in your hotel room all day. Um, you know, it's interesting because like in the NFL, it's just hey, you're on your own. You, know, you show up at seven o'clock for for kickoff, but um, yeah, you got to be a little bit more structured, and you got to make sure guys aren't just l- lounging around all day. How's your group uh, in film studying all that? You happy with that that group in your room? They do a great job with that. You know, they're really efficient with their time. You know, usually when you go, uh, you know, around the hallways, uh, you know, around that mid-afternoon time after they're done with classes, usually the door, I know the door in the linebacker room is usually shut. You know, that means they're in there and they're they're watching film together, which which I really like. And uh, you know, it. it it's just really about being efficient with your time as a student athlete because you know these guys are busy. You know that that seven to eleven window in the morning is pretty much filled with football. You know meetings and practice, and then after that they got to go be a student. They got to go to class. They got to get their homework done, and then they got to find their their bonus time to uh, you know to watch their film and to, and to do their uh, you know kind of go through their checklist to get ready to play a game. And they do a really nice job of coming up there on their own. Usually they're together. Um, uh, of getting up there and watching film in their spare time. Our chat with the coach proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. The challenge this week is Illinois. I know most weeks, A number one is to stop the run. Probably even more important this week because that's what they want to do. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's a big deal in this game. Like you said, they're, and they're not going to go away from it. They're not one of those teams that, hey, if you stop it for a little bit, hey, we're going to just knock this out and go pass the ball. It's going to be a battle all game, and they established the run. And it's on us, you know, like I said, to try to get them behind the sticks. That's not what they want to live. They want to live in third and short, and they go for a lot of fourth downs as well. So you got to put them in positions where they got to be in third and longs. And and like you said, you don't do that unless you stop the run. You got to get some knockback plays and some negative plays. And that's going to be a big part of the game. Is you know, can we keep them out of those you know second and twos and uh, you know, third and one situations. What have you seen from the defensive front as the season's gone along? How, how are those guys playing? And obviously, they can occupy some guys and let your room go flow and make tackles. Yeah, they've done a nice job. You know, I think we got a good rotation of guys, so they're not having to play every snap. You know, um, we got a veteran group of outside linebackers. You know, Garrett.
Garrett, O'Shawn, Caleb, and then you know Jamari and Blaze have been around the program for a while too. They're yep. playing some meaningful snaps, you know. And then in the interior, we got a nice uh, you know four or five man rotation going right there. And when you know when you're playing interior defensive line, you know you 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 have to make sure you're keeping those guys fresh all the time. And you know Coach Dawson does a really nice job of, of consistently rotating those guys in and and keeping them fresh throughout the game. Five games left, and if there's one commonality between the five, and I'm talking about Illinois and Minnesota and Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, physical, right? Yeah. I mean, all five of those. That's what they. That's how they butter their bread. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I kind of told my guys, hey, you, you got to take advantage of this bye week, and you got to be as fresh as possible Ooh. because for five weeks it's going to be, you know, it's the black and blue division, and uh, this is, uh, you know, this is what you sign up for, though. This is Big Ten football, and you know, uh, you got Michigan, and then you got uh, all Big Ten West uh, games coming down the stretch, and um, like you said, this is what you sign up for, and it's, uh, it's all going to start this week, and, and like you said, Illinois, um, shoot, what are they? Seventeen in the country, I want to say right now, and they are doing a great job. So it's going to be a big time challenge. A lot of cold tubs over the next month for these guys. That's non-negotiable. That's just uh, it's like brushing your teeth right in the right during this time of year. Four four zero two four one three twenty four hundred. The number to dot us up with a comment or question. Our sports only hotline is brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the sixteen convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. Eighteen brands with a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse. Need to work our final break? It's still time if you want to be a part of the show. Back with our final segment with the coach next. Our chat with the coach proudly brought to you by Channel. Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at channel.com. Final few minutes of Barrett Rude. 402-413-2400. Still time for you to dot us up with a comment or question or fire off a text. Husker's going to be a little shorthanded without Nick Henrich. How about Malcolm Hartsog? That young freshman getting some playing time in the secondary. Pretty impressive. He's done a great job. Yeah, he's done a great job kind of just answering the bell. Um, and, you know, he, he's not really Faced. You know, it, it was, I think it was right before the Indiana game was the first time he was going to, hey, dude, you're going to go play now. And uh, he's like, all right, it's just football. And that's, it, it, it's a cool thing to see. I think sometimes when guys get to the next level, um, they, they try to make it bigger than what it actually is. Football is football. I mean, you're playing against better players. Sometimes it's a little bit different scheme, but hey, hey football, you know, it's just, it's blocking, tackling, it's covering the guy that you're uh, supposed to cover, it's uh, blocking the guy you're supposed to block. Uh, and, and he he did a really nice job of stepping in in a big-time situation, and he's played well the first few games. Barrett, this has been such an odd fall, obviously, with the, the, the changing of the coaches and stuff, and yet... If a, you can get a win Saturday, you're back tied for first in yeah. the Big Ten West. You still have a shot to really do some damage here. The, you know, that part's been great. The guys have, uh, you know, like you said, it's been a really difficult stretch. But at the same time, um, our players, their character has really shown through, I think. Um, the work ethic's never wavered. Um, their approach is never wavered. Um, and she, like I said, you know, they're, they're still up there every day grinding. They're they're working in their spare time on their games and, and practices, you know, they're they're physical and they're and they're and they're tough. So um, you give a lot of credit to the players, give a lot of credit to Mickey for, you know, providing that energy too. So like you said, everything we want to do is still in front of us. You know, now it's it's on us, which is what you want. How much and you had a great leader in your room and Nick and, and Garrett Nelson, how much are those two kind of guys kind of the torch that, that 
lights this team. Yeah, those guys are huge, you know, and they're and, and the biggest thing about them is they're consistent. They're the same every day. You know, that's what being a leader is about. You know, if you're gonna be a high energy guy, you gotta be a high energy guy every day. You know, you don't get to pick and choose and uh, and leaders are, are, are held to a higher standard and, and they want that on their on their plate. And I think Garrett and Nick, you know, both those guys have been great in that regard. And you know, Nick, even though he's injured now, you know, that's not gonna change. Like I said, I'm giving him roles and, and he's gonna be around the team because that's where he wants to be. You know, even though he's going to be uh, not out there on the field, he's going to be a, a big part of it still. Seems like it's been forever since we played here. Yeah. I think it was October the 1st. How yeah. nice is it going to be to just run out this tunnel this Man, week? Man, it's nice. And you know what? It's one of those deals where uh, – you know, you don't ever want to take for granted playing here because it's sold out every week. And, uh, you know, like I said, when you come back home, there's nothing like it. I've played in every uh, NFL stadium. Uh, there's a few new ones that have been built yeah, since yeah, I've played, but yeah. I've played it against every team. You're I showing say. your age again. Yeah, showing my age. Uh, but, man, it, it, this atmosphere here, it's, it's the best in the world, in my opinion. Your family's been watching that or listening tonight. We got some texts in from your family. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we got Brooks, we got HUD, and we got James at home dialed in. So they, uh, both, especially Brooks, he knows the scores of these games. So he's wow. gonna, yeah, if you need to get some stats uh, reeled back to you, he's going to tell them. So he's into it. He's into it, yeah. No, he, we, we talk about the scores, the yardages. He's going to ask me the tough questions. So all these callers coming in, it's really nothing compared to what I get from my seven-year-old. So. <laughs> Can you tell? Is going to be an athlete? What do you think? You know, it's going to be interesting. He's going to be smarter than his dad. I know that. He's already, uh, you know, we do these spelling tests and stuff. and He's, he's, he's acing. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, let I'm me slowing hear. down. I'm stuttering and stuff. So <laughs> he's already going to be way smarter than his dad. I think the middle one may be more athletic. And the best athlete is going to be my daughter. I, I, I told, Seriously? I told Coach Cook before he took off, I said, you better coach in our 20 years because she's either going to be a Libra or a middle, you know, middle hitter. I don't know <laughs> how tall she's going to be yet. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think John's going to go along with that. Yeah, I don't he, think he's, he, <laughs> he didn't seem as fired up as I was no. to have him coach my uh, daughter in 20 years. <laughs> I think he's just trying to get through another season here or there. Hey, the Dorothy Lynch, homestyle light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. All right, when you meet with your guys, probably after breakfast on Saturday morning, what are some of the last things you want them to have in their minds when you get ready to go to the stadium? You know, I think it's just uh, it, you kind of feed them little nuggets by then. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm a big... By the time they get to Friday, I, I like to have a you know a, a tips and reminder kind of checklist they go over, um, and then when we start getting to Friday, it's like hey, remember this, and then leave them alone. Hey, remember this, leave them alone, because I want them to kind of start processing things for themselves. Um, you know, we'll meet with them in the morning, kind of just go over some just brief you know once again little checklist things, stuff that they already know, but just hey once again reminder on this one. Hey, if we do this, here's the potential adjustment. So you start kind of going down that route a little bit of hey. If this doesn't work, this is where we're going to next. That sort of stuff, just to kind of get them thinking, um, you know, kind of get their brain stimulated for getting ready to play a game. Crowd can help you Saturday, can't they? They always do. Yeah, absolutely. Defense, too. I mean, hey, you know, it can't be loud enough for us. Offense, yeah, I know that sometimes they need their signals and whatnot. Hey, we'll find a way. Hey, we, we, don't need, we, we don't need to hear anything except, uh, except noise. How about the game Trey Palmer had? School record receiving yards. We played a lot of football around here. Yeah, he's, a good, he's a good player. And, you know, he's, he's been a guy that he, you know, he's really been fun to be around. He's got a big personality. He's always laughing. Um, he's working hard. And, uh, Man, the guy can run, too. So he, he put on a show uh, uh, against Purdue. That was cool to watch. Sure did. Good luck Saturday. Appreciate you coming in tonight. This will be fun. Let's go Thank get you. this one.
appreciate it. Jarrett Rue with us here tonight on our Nebraska football show. Buckle up, put the phone down. That's a reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Huskers and Illini, 2.30 kickoff on Saturday. We'll have Husker game day beginning at 10.30 with Ben McLaughlin and Damon Benning. I'll jump into the fray around 12.30 on Saturday. That'll do it for tonight. Thanks to Andrew for running the show for us. We'll have a full two-hour Sports Island headed your way tomorrow night. Enjoy the rest of your evening.